Welcome to Metro 30, the Metro Monthly's weekly conversation with the community. Welcome to Metro 30. I'm your host, Mark Pago. Today we have Lori Factor from YSU's Summer Festival of the Arts in the studio. Welcome to the show, Lori. Well, thanks for having me. Yes, the Summer Festival of the Arts returns this summer for its 21st season. 21st season. It's amazing. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, how did this all happen, and uh, how do you? Well, the history yeah. is very is fascinating to me because it is the former Walk on Wick, and people have wonderful, fond, beautiful memories of that event, which started off from the defunct, the now defunct Youngstown Area Arts Council wanted to do some sort of a of an outdoor arts event. And so Walk on Wick was born and it really went from about the Arms Museum down to the public library. And there were artists and performances and all different sorts of cultural displays. And so when the Arts Council found it difficult to continue to keep it going, uh, there was a conversation that occurred with um, then President Leslie Cochran and a variety of other folks. I was not part of those conversations. And uh, it was brought into the fold as a department of Youngstown State University, and it now resides in the Cliff College of Creative Arts and Communication. Okay, well, tell us a little bit about uh what we can expect at the festival this year and also the dates. Yeah, sure. Well, the dates are July 13th and 14th. Uh, we say that it's at and around YSU. The main part of the festival is certainly uh, outdoors in what we call the, the center of campus, the campus core. And uh, But there are other events that, that go on, which we can talk about a little bit later. But uh, first and foremost, the Summer Festival of the Arts is a juried arts festival, which means that the artists who um, are selling their artwork must apply. They cannot just rent a table or rent a booth. There are lots of really great events where uh, across the community that they can do that, but they must be evaluated. We have two jurors. I'm not on the jury. Uh, two jurors that evaluate their application for the process and the the um, how they create their artwork, as well as we don't want to be known as a jewelry show or a, a wood show or painting. So there has to be a diversity in terms of the the types of artwork. But we're not all all about that. Uh, we like to showcase the performing arts as well. So we have dozens of performances throughout the two days that um, are some are veterans that I, I don't even think I want to go down the path of not having them. Uh, others are, are new groups, and so we like to give exposure to new groups as well. And then we have some ethnic performances uh, too. And uh, that is sort of the crux of, of the event. Why is it important to have a juried art uh uh, at the show? I mean, what, 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 is it good for the artists, good for the public, or, or everyone? Well, I think it's good for everyone because, um, you know, we don't want to be, when someone comes and can just rent a booth space or, or rent a table, then there there is no um, curating of what they or what we want to showcase. And we want to showcase fine art and fine craft. So each event is going to be a little different. Um, I think the benefit to the public is that 
they know when they come that the quality of the artwork is actually is actually fine artwork and the artist is there to explain the process or explain how he or she might uh, came maybe came to to do this or where their talent came from again there are uh, so many events out there that a, a, an artist or a craftsperson could just rent that table but then that sort of opens you up to offering um, flea market fines or other products that might not necessarily be made by that artist. And so that was a clear mission at the get-go, that this was going to be a juried arts fest where the public could come in and see that the artwork is really done by that artist, and and it also helps the artist because many artists don't want to be at plain craft shows. They would prefer to be, to know that, that they are amongst juried um, people to their left and right. Okay. Now, the geographic footprint of the festival, you did say that it's in and around mm-hmm. YSU, but wh- how is the f- festival laid out? Well, the way we have it laid out is, so what we call the campus core, which if um, any of the listeners are familiar with YSU, uh, we're, we're set up uh, like a big courtyard almost. And so where the grassy area is in the middle is where we have our artists' marketplace. We have a what we call our main stage over by Kilcully Center by the fountain. So we have top to bottom programming of different music uh, that will be there. But then we also have uh, in a an adjacent area, we also have 25 different groups that are going to be setting up our arts and cultural groups. Uh, they range from anywhere from Ballet Western Reserve to some of the community theaters in town, some of the churches, and it's a good opportunity for them to have a, a captive audience and maybe to increase the number of email subscribers they have or pass out literature about upcoming seasons. So all of that is sort of in the middle. Um, when one gets to near the Butler and the uh, Mog Library, which is YSU's library, we have our Festival of Nations area, and we're we're trying diligently to keep that as a, an ethnic area where ethnic groups can come in and showcase different um, memorabilia or or items that that reflect on their heritage. Uh, we do have some food over there. Polish Arts Club will be there. The Carpatha Rusins. We also have um, Handel's Ice Cream, which I think is reflective of this area as well. I don't think anybody would deny that. And then we also have performances that will occur uh, in, a, in an outdoor tent. And most of those are smaller groups, ethnic groups. Uh, and then I, I, I don't want to forget that we do have some groups that are that don't lend themselves to outside performances. So we have the the large performance space in Kilcully Center, which is sort of our indoor hub because there are restrooms in there. It's a good place to cool off. And um, and so some performances will be in there as well. The McDonough Museum is open this year because we don't have any uh, issues with with Wick Avenue being closed. So that's all open. They'll be open. The Butler will be open. Arms Museum is doing some activities. Uh, So we go all the way down then to the public library, which will have a book sale. Mog Library will have a book sale. Oh Wow is uh, doing some activities at uh, at their location. So that's why we like to say that we are at and around, because some can't uh, 
set up shop on, mm. on our location. But how long does it take to see the festival, though? I guess it varies. But... <laughs> I think it varies. I think, you know, if you want to uh, check out every artist, I mean, we'll have 80 booths of uh, a variety of artists. Some people like to come and spend the day. Some people come for a particular performance. I'll throw a couple of names out there. County Mayo and J.D. Eicher are very popular, and they bring a they bring their, some of their own audience. Other people like to come at the beginning of the day, do their shopping, and and you know looking around. Uh, we have about two thirds of our artists will are returning, so. Some people purchase a piece of artwork each year from the same artist. Uh, but I think it's safe to say that one could spend all day long doing a variety of, of activities and, and checking things out. I don't think we want to forget about um, two ancillary events that are occurring, uh, one being the St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox Church Summerfest. And I just learned this year that... Um, I believe it is their 34th or 35th year for for doing a festival. It is about the, um, I'd say the, maybe the 15th or 16th year that we have come together for one weekend. That's very walkable. And that opens on Thursday, July 11th. They're open for lunch on uh, Thursday and Friday. Goes till Sunday. And then we also have Youngstown Wine and Jazz, which we're, we feel very lucky to have gotten in uh, Norman Brown, who's a Grammy Award-winning jazz artist. And that will be at the brand spanking new Youngstown Foundation, Youngstown Foundation Amphitheater. Tickets will only be $10 for general admission, and then they do have a VIP seating area um, for $25. But those tickets can be purchased online at Ticketmaster, or they can also be purchased uh, at the gate uh, the night before, so or the night of. So that's on Saturday, July 13th, and that concert will be at 7 p.m. So everything is walkable. So we we can have folks park in the YSU parking deck, and that's free. Go to any of the activities around and then um, come back again the next day. Will there be a trolley or a transit uh, circle? Uh, we, sur- we don't. We, we've looked into that f- over the years. And for whatever reason, um, we found that people just – and, in fact, we did do that one time because um, it was in concert with the um, Northside Farmer's Market. And we found that people just enjoyed walking. Okay. The other thing that's different this year is that the Doubletree Hotel is open mm-hmm. now, too. So this really brings together a lot of things that it might allow maybe some of the, the, the artists to stay sure. in the area rather than having to stay in the suburban area. Exactly. And, you know, and with the jazz event and everything like that, people can visit now and stay here and, you know, come the next day if they want Indeed. to. And I think that um, having as our partners the city of Youngstown – the Mahoney County Convention and Visitors Bureau, and um, both the JAC Management and Youngstown Foundation Amphitheater as partners is something that's unique. I don't know that every community can uh, bring all of those partners who 
might be sort of territorial about what they're doing and say, well, on my media and my advertising, I'm going to also put the the Greek festival and Youngstown Wine and Jazz, and we're going to list the variety of things that are going on in the community because we want it to be a whole weekend of the arts. Um, I feel like that's a little unique, and and I hope that the downtown restaurants and and bars are are also full because that is something that if we're going to all be partners in any form of economic development, we all have to work together. And particularly when we're in the arts, because you know arts funding is is never where it it should be. It's never where we want it to be, and um, so we have to actually increase the collaborations and we've done that really well in this community well that's good that's good now getting back to the festival Mm -hmm. though i don't know if we talked about this though but what types of activities are there for families and young children oh gosh yeah that's right we didn't talk about that we have uh two uh young and vibrant and enthusiastic art teachers um from the community who are going to be taking over the reins from uh from our art teacher, uh, Sandy Seminero, who actually was the very first director of the festival. And she has staffed a children's hands-on art tent, but this year decided to step down and is handing over the reins to, to two other teachers. We don't charge anything for those projects. Children can come in. We'll have a face painter. Um, they can come in and do any sort of the activities most of which are for from recycled or upcycled merchandise, and then make a project or two or three and learn a little bit about art. Um, every one of the performances is family-friendly. So when I'm asked, boy, what's your target market? What are the age groups? that It's, it's everyone because we see grandparents that are strolling along with their infant grandchildren in strollers. And I think it just depends on what, on what people like. Uh, the planetarium is, is planning uh, a whole series on the, the 50th anniversary of the first moonwalk. So they'll have uh, four or five different shows going on. The Steel Museum has a variety of activities going on. So I think it kind of all is is tweaked by what someone likes to do. And again, um, every performance is what I would call family friendly. We, we might not like every performance. We might not like the the genre of music. But but there's nothing that um, when I when I book a group, I say. If your grandmother was in the audience, would you be embarrassed at your lyrics or or your music or your dance or whatever? Because if you are, then you're not for us. And so we're very upfront about that. Or depending on who their grandmother is. Well, I guess it would depend. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, What what type of feedback do you get from the the artists and the performers, though, uh, after the festival? What what do you hear? Well, we always send a a very generic um, questionnaire, and it really is – just a couple of questions because it's none of my business what their sales were it's none of anybody's business but their own Um, but we judge that by the return artists because there are are numerous arts festivals throughout this area and going into Cleveland and Pittsburgh and what have you so they don't have to come to us Um, but uh, if they don't come back, then I know we're maybe not doing something that we should be doing or or um, 
whatever the case may be. But by and large, we get very good comments. I've learned a lot from from. I call them my artists because they all have good ideas. They've been at other festivals that maybe I haven't. And so uh, I ask for constructive criticism. And when we can, we implement their ideas. And uh, it's been a nice relationship with many of them. Now, there is something that maybe a lot of people don't know, though. I looked on the YSU website, and uh, and I was able to see the different artists who are going to mm-hmm. be, be at, at the festival could you tell people where they might be able to find that if they want to look to see Sure, it? absolutely. Uh, it's, it is www.ysu.edu slash SFA, like Summer Festival Arts. And so we have the, the artists up right now. Uh, we're working on getting the performance schedule. Uh, I know that uh, I left the office to, uh, to do this and left uh, some instructions to update some of the the web information uh, particularly about the if if someone is interested about going to the Youngstown Wine and Jazz we'll have a direct link to be able to to take them right to purchase tickets and uh, so w- when we conclude and, and finish up all of our maps we'll have those up so um, as much information as we can get up will be will be what we will have okay and tell us again the dates sure and times for the festival so saturday july 13th is from 10 until 6 which gives plenty of time to then walk around and go down to that great concert the youngstown wine and jazz and then on sunday july 14th it is from 11 until 5 uh, on Sunday, there will be a mass mob, which is sort of a movement that's in town, and it will be a, um, a mass where a, a group of churches have gotten together to say that once a month they will encourage their, their parishioners to go to one particular church. This year, in accordance with the Summer Festival of the, of the Arts, uh, it will be at uh, St. Columba. So that'll be for 4 o'clock mass. And so... Um, again, it gives people lots of time to be able to do other things. We get a lot of family reunions. People stop by. I get lots of calls um, asking a lot of the questions that, that you posed to me. But uh, lots of people will come down in, in with their families. And that's, that's kind of a cool thing. Because if we don't start exposing our children to the arts in a casual sort of way and and allow them and encourage them to go into the Butler, go to the McDonough, do an art project. Uh, so many schools are missing that right now. And so I think that we take that very seriously. We take that task very seriously to be able to allow and encourage them to to experience the arts and not feel that they have to get dressed up or get a babysitter or, or do anything that's formal. Come down in shorts and flip-flops. That's really what we're all about. Okay, well, Lori, thank you. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Sure, thank and you. And good luck with the event. Thank you so much. Metro 30 is produced in collaboration with the Youngstown Radio Reading Service. Visit metromonthly.net for news, features, and the Valley's most complete calendar of events. And be sure to subscribe to the Metro 30 podcast. Thank you.